Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. usual, the reporting about Donald Trump's criminal situation is misleading and uh, ridiculous, but we'll strain it all out for you. Uh, and uh, we're going to begin this evening uh, with my dinner last Tuesday evening at Ma-a-Lago with Donald Trump. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So as you may know, I've been friends with the former president for about 33 years now. I wrote a book about him, The United States of Trump, which I think is the best book. It tells you all about Donald Trump, why he does what he does, how he got there. Okay. So we get together a few times a year, uh, mostly as friends, not uh, anything official. Some of what he said to me on uh, Tuesday night was on the record, some off. I will, of course, respect that. Um, and I'm going to tell you as much as I can tell you. Now, I did not talk to him about his legal situation. I didn't think that would be appropriate at dinner. But I did talk about politics, his reelection campaign, how he sees the world as it stands now. Number one, Donald Trump is confident he will win the Republican nomination for president, that he'll prevail in the primary system. He's very confident in that. But he understands that in a general election, it's going to be much more difficult because so many people don't like him. 
He knows that. All right. The most surprising thing that he told me was that he would consider putting Governor DeSantis as the number two on the ticket, Trump DeSantis. Now, I don't think he's broached it with the governor. In fact, I know he has not. Okay. Um, I said to him, you want me to broach it? Because I can do that. Um, And he didn't really answer one way or the other. So I'm not going to do it. All right. As it stands now. Uh, Again, I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm not intruding on politics, but I love my country. Now, a Trump DeSantis ticket would be a winner unless Michelle Obama gets into the race. There is no other Democrat, including Joe Biden, who I don't even think is going to run. You already know that, that could defeat a Trump DeSantis ticket as things stand now. Would Governor DeSantis do it? I have no idea. I don't know him. I've never spoken to him. Um, And I will obviously have to speak to him soon, um, but I don't know. Uh, I would tell you that. But I was surprised because I thought that Donald Trump would shut that down because Trump's taking shots at him and and all that. But he didn't. That was the most important thing I gleaned uh, from the dinner. Now, Trump sees himself this way as a very, very successful president. And he doesn't really understand why other Americans don't see that. He understands that his personality and his um, presentation uh, alienates people. He does understand that. But he doesn't understand why every American doesn't see how well he ran the country in his own mind. I concur with that a lot. You know I felt, and I do feel today, that Donald Trump was a good president as far as policy is concerned. And I, I, I don't, how could you dispute that compared to now? I don't know. Now, then we got into uh, Putin and Xi, which is very, very important. And we'll get to that a little bit later in a, in a broadcast. Um, he sees Putin and Xi attacking the USA in various ways, okay, because of Joe Biden's weakness. He sees the Afghanistan thing as the turning point, and both Putin and Xi believe that um, Biden is a very, very weak man. And the Russian downing of the drone last week pretty much reinforces that, and we'll get to that a little later on as well. All right, so he obviously dealt with Xi and Putin in a far different way than Biden does. So Trump dealt with them one-on-one. All right, here's what's going to happen. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. Boom, boom, boom. He cut through it, as he always does, and made deals with them, Putin and Xi. Biden does not do that. That is the difference in style. Four big issues. Trump understands them well. Economy, all right, that's far and away the biggest issue, okay? Collapse of the social uh, and criminal justice system. Huge issue, and we're going through that now. And we'll illuminate illuminate that in a moment. The border crisis and Russia and China. Now, Russia and China in a domestic campaign will be number four, unless unless China invades Taiwan and is war. Well, yeah. Okay. 
All in all, I spent more time with Donald Trump at, at dinner than I ever spent with him, about two hours. When we used to go to games, Trump had like a 90-minute rule. <laughs> He'd stay in the game for about 90 minutes and split. But, and it was back and forth. There's nobody else around. All right? And my log of the food is good. So uh, I didn't know when I went, you know, how long the dinner was going to be or what the schedule was like. I mean, it was boom, 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 boom. I got a lot of stuff, um, a lot of stuff that I can't tell you, but I can use it in my reporting down the road, which is why you watch and listen to me. Because I have, and I'm not bragging, I'm just reporting unique access to Donald Trump. But I don't give him any quarter. If he screws up, I tell you, and you know that. That's a memo. All right, this indictment is, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. This will hurt the Democrats far more than it will hurt Donald Trump or the Republicans. I mean, this is a fiasco. So I learned this morning that uh, the Secret Service is going to block any um, arrest and uh, handcuffs or photo op. Or, that's not going to happen. The Secret Service is told the local authorities in New York City, that uh, they're not going to be able to extradite Donald Trump from Florida to New York and perp walk him or anything. It's not happening. So if he is charged in Manhattan, the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, if Bragg does that, and the Trump lawyers believe that Bragg will, okay, it'll be done virtually. Or it'll be done on a Zoom or something like that. Donald Trump is not coming to New York to be indicted. That's what I've learned from the Secret Service. Now, tomorrow, if he comes to New York and he's indicted, I'm going to look like a fool. But um, I got to tell you what I'm told. Okay, number two. This is about falsifying business records, which is a misdemeanor, all right, in the state of New York. Also, the statute of limitations on this misdemeanor, falsifying business records, is two years. This has been going on for seven years. So there's no way this case even gets to a courtroom. This is all for show. Doesn't get there. Not going to happen. All right? Now, Bragg is trying to bump up the misdemeanor to a felony, something he never does. In fact, Bragg 50% 50% of the crimes in New York City that are felony charged, he busts them down to misdemeanors. So people won't have to serve jail time, which is why we have an insane criminality problem in New York, because of Alvin Bragg. Okay, Bragg is financed by George Soros. So keep that in mind. Far, far left guy. So according to Bragg, um, Trump spent money to silence Stormy Daniels and a woman named Karen McDougal, former Playmate of the Year or something, I don't even know, um, in, in some kind of personal uh, situation. I do not know what happened. I don't really care what happened. All right? But money did change hands. And Bragg says that's a felony in New York. No. And the feds already looked at it. The Federal Election Commission looked at it declined to prosecute, and the Justice Department did. They looked at it, nothing. The reason being that if you pay someone to keep quiet, that's not a crime. That's not a crime. 
Okay, you can choose to do that. What Bragg is saying is that Trump did it so he could run for office and, and, and he did it in a campaign context. Impossible to prove. Can't prove it. Even worse is that Hillary Clinton's campaign, and I'm, this is not whataboutism, I'm just reporting the story, okay? Hillary Clinton's campaign on March 29th, 2022, last year, was fined $113,000 by the Federal Election Commission for using campaign money, donated money, to buy the phony Steele dossier, which accused Donald Trump of Russian collusion, which the feds then said was bogus. That's a thousand times worse than Stormy Daniels. Was Hillary Clinton prosecuted for that? No. Okay. It's a New York State resident. So it's not whataboutism. It's about our justice system. They paid the fine, and this was cute. So Clinton's campaign paid $8,000 of the $113,000. All right. The DNC paid the other $105,000. You imagine if Trump did that? And you, I bet you didn't even know that. I bet you didn't even know it. Media ignored it. That was just last year. Okay. The only other president arrested and convicted of anything was U.S. Grant. All right. This happened in 1876. And old Ulysses liked to drive his horse-drawn carriage around D.C. at the fastest speed possible. Cop pulled him over and arrested him. He was fined $20. Back then, it would have been $500 today. He's the only other president ever arrested and convicted of anything, U.S. Grant. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit a 
ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. But let's get to the nuts and bolts. And the best guy to talk about that, in my opinion, is Brett Tallman. Uh, he's a former U.S. attorney for Utah. He comes to us from Salt Lake City, where he's the CEO of the Tallman Group. All right, so here, here's what I'm trying to figure out, and you're smarter than I am, in, in this area. Not, not in all areas, but in this area. Any, any district attorney locally in any of the 50 states could bring a charge, criminal charge, against any federal politician. I mean, who lived in the area or whatever, right? Anybody could, anybody could do that. Well, you're, you're accurate. And, you know, we, we actually give criminal law. The Constitution establishes that the states have the primary authority in criminal law. And the federal system is supposed to be secondary. Now, in practice, we've never really seen this level of prosecutorial abuse and, and misconduct. And, and it is misconduct because he, he knows his arguments are losing on both the state charge he wants to bring, where he's barred by the statute of limitations, and the federal charge, which has also uh, been reviewed by federal authorities, and they refuse to bring it for lack of evidence. And so what you have is the frustrating position of a local you know, DA exercising that really broad and powerful authority to bring it against a politician. And he's doing so thinking that friendly judges and friendly jurors are going to look past what the law and the evidence is, and he'll 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 gain his his reward based on just the pursuit of the charges being you know pushed out there by the grand jury. Does the federal government, in the form of Congress, have any authority here, in the sense that Donald Trump is a declared presidential candidate? All right. So now you're you've got a a person, a local person, trying to harm his candidacy, which this is what it's all about. Bragg, as you know, doesn't prosecute most felonies. I mean, some violent <laughs> felonies, right. drug felonies, won't prosecute them. And now we're talking about a alleged hush payment, uh, which would never, ever get anywhere in Manhattan if it weren't Donald Trump or some Republican that Bragg would like to hurt. So does Congress have any authority to inhibit that prosecution? Yeah, so two things on, on the options for the president. You know, the one is on the litigation side in terms of filing motions to dismiss. And once he gets through the New York judges, we'll be able to push it up to the federal level. Um, that's one angle I'm sure they're looking how did, at. How does that work, but, though? So Trump's lawyers file motions to dismiss, right? So correct. New York That's State correct. being a very liberal place, the state judges, good chance they won't dismiss. How does it then get up to the federal level? So once it hits the appellate level in, the, in New York, if they refuse to hear it or they rule against him, then he, once he's exhausted the appellate courts in New York, then he can take it straight to the Supreme Court. Okay, so that is likely to happen. And I've said that correct. last week, 
that Trump's never going to allow himself um, to go through this process without taking it into the Supreme Court. Now, can they force Trump to appear in Manhattan, which would be a security risk to everybody, Donald Trump himself, to every person living in Manhattan, all security risks. Can they do this virtually by Zoom or something else? Yeah, that's a great question. Nobody's talking about this, and that's the practical side is very important here. So in, in essence, a judge has to issue that that subpoena for to, to go out and grab an, an arrest warrant, basically, to go out and grab an individual that's in another state. That has to be accepted by a judge in the other state. Now, sometimes those are routine, sometimes not. Um, you know, I've represented individuals that were were tried to pu- be pulled into other states, and some we're successful on, some we are not. But it really depends on all of the circumstances, and a judge in Florida will review whether or not to accept the arrest warrant. In, a in state essence. judge, right? A state That's judge correct. in Florida. So the judge in Florida could say, I don't believe there's enough evidence to um, cooperate in this warrant. Could Is that what he would say if he didn't want to? move Trump up here? The, the state judge in Florida will re- look at the Florida rules for an arrest warrant and determine whether or not what New York did comports with what they require in Florida. Some might think that that's just a no-brainer, but it's not, for example. In Georgia, when they, they've issued some subpoenas for individuals in Texas, Texas has more stringent requirements in order to pursue an individual and try to drag them into Georgia. So that's not a, that's not a, a given. Is it, is it typically a given? Yes, but this is not a typical case. That's for sure. So once that judge... That once that judge reviews that in Florida and makes a ruling, then either side will appeal based on on what the judge okay. has has ordered, and then you go up from there again. Does it go to a, a state judge in Palm Beach where Trump lives? Is that who would hear it? Correct. Okay. All right. Now, let's stair step it. Is there any prohibition for an indictment over the internet, uh, not in person? Can you do that? Is that lawful? You can, you know, they can, they can allow him to appear by Zoom, for example, and, and have been doing that for the past couple of years. And so they could, they could secure the indictment. They could have negotiations with the lawyer in which they negotiate that he won't be arrested. He'll be allowed to, to self-report. And he could he could report to his local authorities there in Palm Beach and then, you know, appear at the hearings via Zoom. But that will all depend on what the judge orders in New York and and whether it's embraced by by Florida. Okay, but it's possible. Yes, because I don't think the Secret Service is going to want to move Donald Trump up to Manhattan. That would be a burden on everybody and, and a dangerous situation. All right. Final question. From what you just told us and and. Excellent analysis, by the way. No BS, which is why we'd, we'd like you. Um, Thanks, Bill. The odds of this actually going to trial are very, very slender. It'd have to get through the Supreme Court in order for this to go to trial, correct? Correct. The, the likelihood of this going to trial is very low. Um, and, and, and if it does, 
you're going to you're going to see some 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 very unique uh, defenses being raised and and the witnesses themselves are so uh, absolutely lacking in credibility that even a friendly jury is going to struggle in a case like this not to and mention they, they'll get it like, moved they'll get it moved out of yeah. New York City there's no doubt about it can Bragg be charged with prosecutorial misconduct and if so who would bring that charge who could bring the charge Great, great question. So there, there really are two levels of, of <clears throat> accountability, and they're weak, both of them. One is at, at the bar level, where if, if it really is as bad as it looks, and the statute of limitations aren't there, and the evidence isn't there, and he's just doing this without a, without a firm, solid ground uh, you know, basis, then the bar, the ethics bar, bar section of the bar will, will actually engage, and it could be a problem for him. On the other side, there is a there can be a finding of prosecutorial misconduct, and it, it typically results in a removal from office or it results in um, a large fine. But I'm not aware of a criminal prosecution that could be brought against a prosecutor because of how strong uh, uh, limited immunity is so immunity for um, you know law enforcement and for prosecutors. Okay. But Trump's lawyers could file civil action against Bragg, which I'm sure they will. Uh, oh, they for will. prosecutorial yes. misconduct based upon whatever they put in their uh, in their brief to get uh, the attention of the civil courts. That's what's most likely to happen, right? That's right. And, and Bill, I, I do want to go back because I think you asked a really good question I didn't answer, and that's relative to Congress. They do have the ability. There's a lot of funding that goes through what's called the Burn JAG grant. The Burn JAG grant is federal dollars that go directly to local law enforcement and prosecutors and to a lot of their programs. If they threaten that, Bragg's going to be even worse at performing his job, having less resources than he already has. All right. So the House of Representatives could stop law, federal money from coming into New York City based Correct. upon their saying this is corrupt, he's corrupt. And they don't need the Senate's approval to do that. They can stop it themselves, right, with Republicans in charge. That's correct. That's probably what Jim Jordan's going to do. That's where he's think, uh, looking I to do. I think that's right. So if you were Alvin Bragg, you're in a world of hurt right now, right? Yeah, not to, yeah, not to mention that there's some who are, you know, pretty pretty good at, at looking and analyzing, including yourself and others who say, you know, this is actually could be boosting Donald Trump. And and remember, you can have a felony and run for president. OK, but if you're convicted of a felony, then you can't. Is that correct? No, it's not. You can be convicted. You can. There's no requirement. And in fact, we have had individuals run for president in this country who had been convicted of, of a felony. And and they did that. The, the founders of the Constitution did that because they were concerned that the opposition might try to eliminate a candidate by charging them when they were in power. Ironically. Just, yeah, just just <laughs> what they're doing now. Well, he's not in power, right. but he's trying to get back into power. All right, That's Brad, right. that was really good. Thank you very much for taking the time. And I I think I speak for everybody uh, watching and listening tonight. It is a lot clearer now than it was about 10 minutes ago. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. 
Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monmouth poll first. Um, not a reliable poll, but it's the only one I got on this subject. Um, 520 Republicans. A question looking ahead. Who would you like to see the Republican nominee in 24? Trump, 41 percent. DeSantis, 27. Nikki Haley, 3. Morning concert poll, uh, console poll, another not very reliable, but this one is a big sample. All right, 3,394 potential Republican voters. Okay, Donald Trump, 54. Ron DeSantis, 26. Mike Pence, 7. Nikki Haley, 4. Okay, so Trump remains the leader by a lot. And he is gaining some sympathy in Republican circles because of all this Manhattan stuff. Now, Ron DeSantis has made two mistakes in recent weeks, right? Two. And maybe he made others, but these are the big ones. The first one was on Ukraine, all right, where he said, quote, on March 13th, while the U.S. has many vital and national interests, securing our borders, addressing the crisis of readiness within our military, achieving energy security and independence, and checking the economic, cultural, and military power of the Chinese Communist Party, becoming further entangled in a territorial dispute between Ukraine and Russia is not one of them. The Biden administration's virtual blank check funding of this conflict for as long as it takes without any defined objectives or accountability distracts from our country's most pressing challenges, unquote. So I wrote a message of the day. It's posted on BillOReilly.com. And I said, this is naive. That statement's naive. Putin is far more than a territorial dispute. He's trying to put together, back together, Humpty Dumpty, the fallen Soviet Union. And he's got Moldova. He's got his eyes on there. Belarus, uh, states in the eastern part of Russia. Um, and he's not going to stop, particularly if he wins and gets a big chunk of Ukraine. And then the Chinese are watching this because if Putin wins, they'll go into Taiwan. So this is global here, uh, Governor DeSantis, who undeniably did a good job in Florida. But so did Jeb Bush. Okay, It takes a lot more than governing a state to be the president. It takes a lot of vision. So that was one mistake. The second mistake was when he commented on the current controversy involving Donald Trump. Roll it. So you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to 
is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. So the mistake there is the words porn star, okay? And Trump got angry about it because, yeah, uh, DeSantis is saying it's a corrupt prosecution, clearly, but he's also disparaging Trump by bringing up the porn star stuff. Trump saw it as disrespectful and ungrateful because Trump did help DeSantis become governor the first time around. And then Trump, of course, does what Trump always does, you know, snipe back and say, well, your background and where do you see what happens to you? None of that helps anybody in the Republican Party. And Ron DeSantis has got to understand if he wants to be president, he needs the MAGA voters. He's going to need them if he gets a nomination. So he should go out of his way not to disparage Donald Trump to float above any insults that may come his way, in my opinion. Okay. Um, that's the DeSantis stuff. Again, he did an excellent job in Florida, but being president takes a lot more than that. Americans, favored country in the world and least favorite country in the world. Ready? This is Gallup poll. Canada wins most favorable. We have an 88% favorable opinion of Canada. Americans do. Russia is the least favorable, with the exception of North Korea. We don't even put them in because we know what that is. So only 9% of Americans, 9% have a favorable opinion of Russia. And, you know, some of them you can see on cable TV, but 90% of Americans, no. Now, on a more serious note, Florida wants to up their don't say gay bill. So as you know, Florida passed a law that in public schools, you cannot teach students, all right, grade pre-K through third grade, anything about sexuality. Nothing. Now they want to expand that through senior and high school, grade 12. Now, I bet you some of you when hearing that say, good, I do not agree. I defer. I taught high school in Florida. I don't like this law because in health courses, and that's where it should be, these high school and middle school students need to know certain things biologically, okay, and practically, they need to know. A lot of them don't have parents that are responsible and going to guide them. Now, I mentioned Catholic schools with my kids. They did not do that in Catholic school. They don't. And maybe there are a few exceptions, but they, kids that I, my daughter went to one Catholic high school, my son another. They didn't do that. But my me, I did. So I lay it out like this. So there was and I, any questions, you come on in, you ask your question, you get an honest answer. 
That's what responsible parents do. But there are so many irresponsible parents that in health classes, in high school and middle school, you've got to have the latitude to bring up certain things, including birth control. Okay, you have to be able to do that. And I don't like this Florida thing because I don't think, I think it's going to make it very, very difficult. Okay. Now, there is a hearing on this April 19th in Tallahassee. It's going to be interesting to see how DeSantis handles this. Give you a preview. Massachusetts. So the governor of Massachusetts is an ultra leftist named Maura Healy. Okay, 52 years old. Um, Not a bad person. I know her, Um, but she's a leftist. So she is now in a written statement saying that every pharmacy in the state, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, has to carry the abortion drug. Okay. Quote, pharmacies must maintain a continuous sufficient supply of all family planning medications, including, and then she lists them. Okay. And the after abortion pill, okay, is among that. She's demanding that your pharmacy, that you own private business, carry that product. Unconstitutional. She has no constitutional right to do that. None. I'll be interested to see if anybody in Massachusetts files a federal lawsuit against her. Now, if I'm a pharmacist and I don't want to carry an abortion device, I'm not going to carry it. See, that comes under my freedom. So while I defer on the Florida law, I support challenging in federal court Governor Healy. You can't do that. You start doing that, then you start to tell every business what they can and can't do because of your ideology. This is an ideological play. It's outrageous. It's an outrage. Massachusetts. Okay, let's go to the economy. Uh, Amazon's laying off uh, another 9,000 workers. That brings it up to uh, 27,000 workers. Amazon is going to lay off. Now, I, I mentioned this, top of the broadcast, because this is how recessions begin. Okay, you start to get layoffs. And right behind them are Meta, that's Facebook. All right, they've announced 10,000 layoffs. So now we're up to 37,000 people. Now Disney says it's going to lay off 4,000. So now we're up to 41,000 people. All right, and Disney's going to go across the board because it wants to save $5.5 billion. And it lost more than that by getting involved in the woke politics in Florida. Okay, so you can see what this is. It's starting to spiral. Um, Now, I'm not going to predict a recession because I don't want a recession, even though that would hurt the progressives and I despise them. I don't want you and me and everybody else to get hurt. But this is how it begins. Border. So last year in 2022, 2,000 approximately migrants crossed illegally from Canada to the USA. It's according to Border Patrol. Okay. There were many more than that. Okay. But these these are the ones I know about. That was up 10 times 
from 2021. So here's what's happening. Mexicans can fly to Canada with no visas at all. Okay? Got to have a passport, but you don't have to have a visa. You can fly from Mexico City to Montreal or Toronto, get off the plane, and sneak across the border. And there are people up there who are doing that for money, who will organize that. Now, only affluent Mexicans can afford a plane ticket, the passport. Most Mexicans don't have passports. And, and the process, that's why the number is just 2,000. But it's so much easier all right, to go into Maine or Vermont or New York State, and then you go out west. I mean, I remember I was in uh, Minnesota in the Boundary Waters. Okay, that's what they call them up there. Uh, between Canada and Minnesota. I mean, it was just, Will, if you know the dirt roads, you can just walk right in here. And same thing in, in Montana, Washington State, it's easy. So you can see that the open border policy is now extended to Canada. On the southern border, um, this is uh, according to the Biden administration itself, Homeland Security. The bodies of 900 migrants, all right, were recovered by U.S. authorities in 22. 900 bodies, dead migrants. Now, that's just a fraction of how many were killed by cartels on the way up by, you know, it's unbelievable. This is a dangerous situation. That number I give you, 900 is 58% increase over 21. So you can see... While President Biden is talking to Bruce Springsteen today, people are dying and he's got nothing on the border. It's just shocking. But most Americans, they're not processing this for some reason. I don't know why. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country, it's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before, and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Our highways are getting deadlier. Fatalities are up 22%. From 2021 to 2022, all right? And um, this is according to the National Distracted Driving Coalition, all right? But the numbers came from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Again, the Biden administration putting out the numbers. So this is, this is pretty staggering. Um, last year, 46,000 Americans were killed in traffic accidents. 46,000. In 220, 39,000. Why? 
because people have the this. Now this. Some states have a law. You can't be on the phone when you're driving, but everybody can do it through the console now. I was in Florida uh, last week, and I'm, I'm driving next to a guy who's weaving like this, okay? And I'm, I think he may be drunk, but I look over. It's the middle of the day. There's the phone. There it is. So 46,000 because of the machines. People are answering emails, text, talking on the phone, and I'm paying attention. Be, drive defensively, drive a little bit slower than you ordinarily do. I, I, I'm a fast driver, but I've cut it back because I do not want to be one of the 46,000. And if I have people in the car, the urchins or anybody else, I mean, no. So final thought of the day is our campaign, which is a fun campaign, but it has a message, obviously, about Team Norma. We got this from Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who delivered uh, the Republican response to the State of the Union on February 7th. Will it take? The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. So we took that and made team normal and team crazy. So team crazy is on MSNBC. That's where they are. And they go other places, too, but that's central headquarters. Team normal is here. Okay, what does team normal mean? What does that mean? It means two things. Number one, that you love your country. Stand up for your country, the theme I say every day. And you demonstrate that by believing, essentially, that this nation is noble. We've made our mistakes. We're in a downslide now, no doubt about it. But we're a noble people. And you can prove that 50 different ways by the billions, with a B, of people that we've freed all over the world. Eastern Europe would not be free. Us, we did it. World War II. South Korea would be enslaved right now if it wasn't for us. Okay? The Civil War. Okay? Look how many hundreds of thousands of Northerners gave their lives to free the slaves. That, that, you know, very rarely is that even mentioned. It's so appalling to me. So we are a noble people. Not all of us. About 15%. Those are the team crazy. They want to destroy the nation. They hate America. Uh, But we are team normal here. The second qualification to be team normal is that you seek the truth. Now, I've told you a million times, people believe what they want to believe. I still get mail almost every day from people, and they're well-intentioned people. I don't get angry. Saying that January 6th, the invasion of the Capitol, was okay. It wasn't. Okay, I don't care how they rationalize, I don't know, sightseers, or whatever they're saying, it's bull. You don't do that. Anywhere. You don't do that to a 7-Eleven, much less the capital of the United States. If there's no trespassing, there's no trespassing. So people believe what they want to believe. But on Team Normal, 
we seek the truth about everything. Okay? Love of country, we are noble, and we seek the truth. If you're in there, then you want the hat, you want the shirt, you want the mug, you want the bumper sticker, because people will ask you, what's team normal? You walk outside with the gear, you're in a conversation. And it's not ideological. You can be a Democrat, a Republican, an independent. You can be a Whig. Remember the Whig party? We're bringing it back. Team normal. I hope you check out the BillOReilly.com store and gear on up. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.